The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark. Jesus said to his disciples, left from there, excuse me, Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee. But he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, the Son of Man will be handed over to men and they will kill him, and three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand what he was saying, and they were afraid to question him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent. They had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest. Then he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone wishes to be first, he shall be last of all, and the servant of all. Taking the child, he placed it in their midst, and putting his arms around it, he said to them, Whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives not me, but the one who sent me. My dear friends, the good news, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. May the words of the Holy Gospel blot out our sins. My dear friends, you've all heard the TV commercial, What's in Your Wallet? Well, these readings today from the scriptures are asking us, What's in your heart? because it's what's in our heart that produces the fruits that come out of us. It's by, it comes from what is in our heart. And I use this letter from St. James today, St. James chapter 3, to focus this homily. And he's talking about what's in the bad person's heart. Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every foul practice. Where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there is disorder and every foul practice. Jealousy and selfish ambition. I like to think of these sins, they like live in a neighborhood. So this neighborhood here, this neighborhood here of jealousy, you know, in there is also envy. Envy is very close to jealousy. Gossip verbal violence, even murder, 
because gossip's a kind of murder. You're murdering someone's character. And a lot of times, gossip even leads to physical murder of a person. So that's that neighborhood. Jealousy, envy, uh, selfish, um, excuse me, jealousy, envy, verbal violence, gossip, uh, treachery, all that lives there. And the selfish ambition, of course, that's pride. And pride is a little bit of pride in every sin, but along that is the, is the neighborhood of pride. So when these are in your heart, it produces the fruits of these things are in the world, are disorder and foul practices of all kinds. It comes up in our very first reading from the Book of Wisdom, chapter 2. This probably, my friends, this is to me the most remarkable passage in Scripture prophesying Jesus. But these people were just angry at someone who was righteous and just, so they're planning to kill him and torture him. And this was totally fulfilled in Christ. I, I invite you to go read Wisdom chapter 2 this week and you'll see that it's like someone was standing at the crucifixion of Jesus and writing it down. And this is a hundred years before Jesus was born. This prophecy came out. But this is because of je jealousy and envy and selfish ambition that they are going to kill the just man, put him to the test and put him under torture. And it comes out in our gospel today, too. These apostles uh, seem to have this in their hearts as well, at least a trace of it in their hearts. Jesus just told them, hey, I am the Messiah. I'm gonna, I am going to be the suffering servant. I'm the Messiah that uh, Isaiah prophesied 900 years ago who would come and suffer. I'm going to be that suffering servant. People have been waiting for it for 900 years for this Messiah to come, and even longer. So you think that that's what they would talk about when they were going home. Something that incredible. No. They wanted to talk about who's the greatest disciple. <laughs> who's better? Who's the best disciple? They had this jealousy and envy in their heart, and they have this, uh, at least a touch of this selfish ambition in their heart. They want to be the best. St. James goes on to say that we don't want that envy and jealousy in our heart and that selfish ambition. We want instead wisdom from above. We want the wisdom of God in our hearts, and the wisdom of God is pure. And then that purity of heart produces peaceable and peaceableness and gentleness and compliancy, which is the word is docility, docility to the Holy Spirit, and mercy and all other kinds of good fruits. But it all starts with having a pure heart. Right? Jesus himself says, uh, blessed are the pure of heart, for they shall see God. And in our world, there's so many things to pollute our hearts, is there not? If you think, and the Bible says somewhere that the eyes are the gateway to the soul. So many things that we see and take into our body pollutes our hearts. Like a drop of, uh, drop of oil in a glass of water. You know, it's little drops of oil, pretty soon the whole glass of water is black. And little things from this world pollute our hearts and darken our hearts and produce those bad fruits. So how do we get a pure heart? Something Jesus says we should have. How do we get it? My dear friends, you know, there's really a twofold process here I'm going to tell you about. The first one is to, of course, as always, to ask for it. 
Ask for it from God. God. Jesus says, seek and you shall find, knock and the door shall be opened unto you. So in our prayer, to ask God for purity of heart, or even to ask God for the desire to have a pure heart. Maybe we don't even have that desire yet. Maybe we've never even thought about it. So ask God, give me the desire to have a pure heart. And to ask the Holy Spirit every time we pray to grow in that purity of heart. And then to get a saint in heaven on your side. Someone you love. One of your prayer partners in heaven. Some friend you have in heaven. And ask them to pray for you that you have a pure heart. And then, of course, with all our religious practices are for purifying our heart, our praying, our worshiping God, our reading of the scriptures at home. All these things purify our hearts as well. And the second part of having a pure heart is, you know, as I was saying earlier, guard your heart. Be careful what you let into your heart, what you let into your eyes. Don't let yourself be polluted from this world, but guard your eyes, guide, guard your heart. Be careful about what's out there because it is a lot of, there's a lot of pollution out there, a lot of things that will drag us down. Listen again to the words of St. James, but the wisdom that from above is first of all pure, and then it brings peace into your life and gentleness and docility and mercy and good fruits and you be, you stop being inconsistent you start becoming consistent and you start becoming sincere and the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace for those who cultivate peace <laughs>